Hello everyone, this is Arvind Kumar and you are tuning into The Journey Podcast. Hello everyone and thanks for tuning to The Journey Podcast. This is a place where we share with you inspiring stories, life lessons and a journey of some of the most influential entrepreneurs, athletes, life coaches and business leaders out there. Our goal is to inspire as many people as possible to pursue their own journey, overcome challenges and ultimately achieve success. If you feel this podcast has inspired you in any way, do share this podcast to your friends, family, your loved ones so that they can be inspired as well. This is The Journey Podcast. In part two of our podcast with Arwin, we speak about how meditation and sports can be used to overcome anxiety. We also discuss whether intimate relationships are actually a want or a need and how we can go about building stronger bonds with our partners. With the rising in startups and smaller SMEs in today's modern era, there is always this struggle to find a perfect location or space to run meetings and discussions. Sounds familiar? Well, we at The Journey, we use Colab. Collapse Coworking is a co-sharing workspace uniquely designed for rising entrepreneurs, freelancers, startups, and corporates. More than just a space, Collapse Coworking provides businesses a collaborative ecosystem and a holistic working environment by offering members the opportunity to enhance their careers, develop personal growth, and improve workspace wellness. Since opening their first co-working space in Glenmarie, they have now expanded into five other locations in Naja Tower KL, Sakita 26 Shalam, the Starling and the Starling Plus in Damansara Uptown, and a spanking new spot in Tropicana Gardens at Kota Damansara. Do check out their membership packages and upcoming events on their website, collapse.asia, or through their Instagram and Facebook page at collapse.coworking. In this age and this um, era, right, I think the term anxiety, the term anxiety um, comes up um, a lot. You know, um, People who cannot deal with um, anxiety is always... You know, they always go into depression. They always go into a certain stage where they they cannot get out of it. You know. So, what's your thoughts on how people can, you know, kind of like um, solve the kind of anxiety they have in them? <laughs> I think the one thing is it might be surprising, but I still have social anxiety. I have a lot of insecurities. Mm. You know, when I go out, I get panic attack. I cannot be surrounded by too many people. Yeah. <laughs> I will I have get to go only quiet places to see. Yes, it, that's uh, true. Is it uh, claustrophobic or? I, no, I, it's social anxiety. Like, I just cannot be around too many people. And people think I'm actually very loud when I'm out. You know, here is some tea. I give you some tea. Me being loud actually shuts down the other people around me mm. because I'm focusing on myself. Yep. So then it shuts down the anxiety as well. Yes. Mm. So whenever I'm loud and I'm hyper outside, that is me facing social anxiety and me just trying to shut down the people around me so that I don't see people, or I don't hear people, yeah. but I focus more on myself. Yeah. So I don't know how to deal with social anxiety, but I'm still learning. I, I, I still yeah. am learning. It's a very tough thing. Honestly, very, very tough for me. I think for me, anxiety, normally how I deal with it is um, I try to be aware of how I'm feeling at that particular time, right? So normally when you, when you feel anxious, your heart starts racing a little bit, right? You feel a little bit, a bit nervous. Mm. You're, you know, you start breathing a bit more heavily. So I just try to be aware of it. Oh, okay. I'm breathing a bit more heavily now. Oh, okay. My, my heart feels a bit heavy now, right? And I think if we can practice that awareness of understanding how our body feels, 
understanding what we do when we're anxious, that means we don't associate ourselves with it, right? If you can observe something, it means you are not that thing itself. Mm, strong words. Right? I mean, if, if you can observe that your heart is beating fast, if you can observe your thoughts, mm. if you can observe that you're breathing very heavily, that means you are not associated with it, right? Because you cannot observe something that you are. Yeah. You can only observe something else, right? Mm. So when you do that, you start detaching yourself away from the anxiety. You start seeing that, okay, this is an anxious feeling, but I'm fine. Mm. I'm not anxious. So uh, what you're saying is that everything is on the mind, is it? Like when you, <laughs> when you can see things in a different angle, like, you know, yeah. you're above your whole body and you're like, you know, anxiety is there and I, I don't correct, want to Correct, correct. You are that awareness behind the mind. You're not the mind. Mm, right okay. your mind is your mind is a very very powerful computer it's a tool lah, right you can use your mind for anything but i think if you really associate yourself as to i am the mind then you start drowning in thoughts mm. and when you drown in thoughts that's where you get your anxiety coming from mm. right if you don't associate yourself with mind you use the mind as a tool like like a car you use it as a vehicle you take care of it right you, you that's why i think that's why a lot of people do meditation as well yeah right meditation actually <laughs> makes you observe yeah. your thoughts Right? You don't control it. You let it be. You observe. The more you observe, the more you detach yourself away from it. Mm. Yeah, so you mentioned about uh, med- uh, meditation, right? So how do you think meditation can help someone in terms of anxiety, in terms of you know, how to control themselves better in a way? I think meditation is not something spiritual, right? I mean, it's not something very religious, I would say. No, nah, it's not religious. It's not religious. No. Um, to a certain extent, a little bit spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's more uh, being mindful. Mm. Meditation... Makes, puts you in a state, let's say we do it for 5 to 10 minutes, right? It puts you in a state where you are here and you're just aware of everything that's happening, mm. right? You don't think about the past, which means you're not regretful. You don't think about the future, which means you're not anxious. You're just in the moment. Mm. And when you start being in the moment long enough, you start realizing that, hey, actually, whatever I've been suffering from actually only comes from the mind. Mm. It's not from me, right? And you start to observe it and you, you start thinking that, oh, I felt this way the other day because I was actually thinking about this. But it's actually got nothing to do with me. Right? So you just sit in that space for 10 minutes. It's basically for that 10 minutes, you're detaching yourself away from the mind. Mm. Right? And then when you go back later, you start using your mind as a tool. You start using your mind very consciously instead of being drowned in your thoughts. So I think that's what meditation does for me. I don't think it's anything religious. It just helps me be a lot more focused at work. Mm. You know, at work sometimes... um, you know, it's something very easy. You just pick up your phone and you start scrolling. You don't even know it. Yep. Meditation helps you be aware of it. Oh, I'm picking up my phone. Okay, I put it back. The same thing with your thoughts. Mm. Is there a, a certain degree of how many years you need to go through meditation in order for you to have that awareness? Because I think a lot of people, yeah. when, even for me, I can't sit still for like more than minutes. You know, I would just end up you know, losing my mind. I would take my phone. I would do anything. So how, how long do you think people should meditate in order to get to that, that state in a way? You've been doing it longer than me. I've been doing it for like two years and I think I'm still like a long way to go. You see, that's the thing. When when we meditate with an intention, it never works. You cannot meditate yeah. with a desire or an intention. You have to just sit empty. You have to be empty. But I mean, he. I think that's his experience of meditation. To me, mm. my um, uh, explanation of what meditation is based on what I feel is sometimes in life, we don't realize that Parts and pieces of us are with other people. Mm. You know, a part of my emotion is still with my ex, with my families, yep. with my friends, a part of my You're self. Still holding on to that burden. There are, there are a few things of myself stuck on other people. So to me, meditation is me recalling myself back 
to my being. So that means taking charge of myself back again, bringing the power back into my being instead of allowing other people to be uh, in control of my, my emotions and feelings. Yep. So whenever I meditate, my focus is only to feel complete back again because sometimes pieces of our puzzles are not in our body. So meditation to me is just bringing back the pieces of puzzles and just experiencing wholesomeness. That means being able just to feel, being. yeah, being able to just feel yourself. Yeah. That is meditation. Yeah, just being, just being. There must be no intention, no desires, no thoughts, nothing, zero. You are just experiencing what it feels like to be, to be alive. Mm. Yeah, to be. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's how both of us deal with anxiety. Right? <laughs> As for somebody that doesn't really meditate, how do you deal with anxiety? I think um, for me, um, I get I get anxiety quite a lot actually, and I I, I deal with anxiety by playing sports. So mm. for example, I play football. So when I when I play the game that I love the most, uh, when I get into that space, that area, I don't think about anything. Okay. So for me, that is my safe space. You know that that is where I I don't think about anything. I don't think about my problems. I don't think about my my work. I just think about playing the game. You know. So I think. Um, Meditation is a good tool. I, I'm trying to learn as well meditation, but there are also other ways yep, yep. to actually get get your mind off things and all that. So, um, as long as you know your um, yourself, like for example, some people they may you know cook, you know, for example, and that might get their mind off things and all that. So, I think um, yeah, different people they, they got their different ways as well. I want to touch on something more towards relationships, more towards intimate relationships, mm. right? Do you think that's a need? Or a want for humans. Humans. Mm, for me, I feel um, it's both in a way. Mm. In a way, you know. So I think um, um, the want is is always there to have someone there with, with you, you know, the companion. You know, to have someone you know to do things with you, um, to do um, you know to go do the, the normal stuff. You know, that is normal the normal stuff. Only yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PG thirteen here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I think the need is more of like a it's a selfish thing, you know. I think it's, I think every um, human being is built in a way where um you need to um have someone in your life so that you will feel complete. Mm. I think I think um I mean everyone can can agree or disagree with me, you know. Um, no one will want to want to live this life being alone. Yeah, you know. Um, everybody came into a life um with with a partner. I feel you know that's why girls, I mean men and women are made differently, right? Yep. So that you guys can come. Um, together, right? So the point I'm saying here is that it's a little bit of both, mm. a want and also a need. A need is more of like your own personal one, like yeah. I think you want to have someone to be there for you and all that. And, uh, and the need is more, you know, of the um, other side as well. Mm. I think for me, it's more towards the human nature, our human nature and our animalistic nature as well, mm. right? As humans, like you said, we want that companionship. Right, we want that companionship. We want somebody to help bring us to another level, mm. where and we do the same for them as well, right? And the more animalistic side is to produce offspring. I feel right to have animalistic. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a, a nice thing to that's have. A, that's a a very uh, so all our parents are animals. Yeah, no, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying animals. I'm just saying that's the evolution of things, right? Mm-hmm. We want to continue the species, right? So, but I think that's a very short term thing. That's a very very short thing. So if you see someone attractive, you know you want to you want you you, you like them physically. It's a very short term thing. Whereas the more human side of things, when you look for things to, to find somebody in a companion, right? Mm. You look for their values. You look for not only what you guys like to do, but what are the values that you guys share? Mm. Because you can like a lot of things, mm. 
right? But that is that is just a very short term thing. If you have the same values, you both will be on different journeys together, mm. right? I think Agreed. both of you will be on different. It's very hard to say that oh, you know, we need to be to doing this, we need the same thing. You know, we need to be on the same journey. I think that's very hard. Mm. But as long as you guys can continue to support each other in two different journeys, watch you guys grow together. I feel that is a that is a one mm. in life. Something a very very important one in life. And I also think um, a point here to make is also um, when you're finding a companion, you know, as um, um, especially guys or girls, you know, there will never be the right one. Yeah. There will always be the good enough one. Yeah. That, that's, that's there there needs to be more green flags than red flags because there will always Correct. be red flags. Correct. So I think no matter how much you try and search for the right one, you know, <laughs> I want this particular um, criteria, these particular values, these particular um, looks and all that, you'll never find. I can tell you that for sure. You'll never find. Um, there was always, there always going to be like, you know, if you're, if you're good at something, you may not be good at that, at yeah. that thing. So that's, that's why I'm saying like, there's, there's no right one. It's always a good enough one. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What about you? Um, I'm very focused on my career, so I don't really have time to think about having partners <laughs> out there. But to me, I feel like, uh, having a partner is, I mean, it's both actually, if you want a family, it's a need because, Yep. You, I mean, you, of course, like he said, offerings. Uh, but the want is more towards the human nature. You know, you want lust. You want attention, mm. affection. Um, towards the need side, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, lust and sex are two different things. Uh. Lust is very, very... Um, you do things out of uh, control. But... Some PG-13, no, right? They say, hey, actually, you must learn as an education, you know. <laughs> Sex is one of the most beautiful thing in life. Mm. The most. Because it is two souls bonding together through uh, feelings. Not emotions, feelings. Mm. You feel each other. But lust is more towards using. You know, I, I, I need to uh, feel myself today. I need to complete this today. I'm just going to do it and then I'm done. So, to me, it can be a want if, 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 if it's that. But... I mean, if I ever get a partner, it's going to be through a need only because I would want, like, again, you know, someone to... It's always nice to have a companion to venture in life together. Not on the same path. We can be on different paths, but just venture in life together. It's, it's a nice thing. But otherwise, like, when he said earlier, when Scott said earlier, if you have good relationships, good connections, good friendships, you won't even feel the need to have a partner sometimes because you feel wholesome with yeah. good people, good, just good values. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we've had a really, really good chat, yep. Arvin. Thank you so much. Uh, I think this is something <laughs> that will add a lot of value and a deeper level to all our audience. Hmm. Um, right now, we always ask our guests <laughs> this final question. Okay. Normally, we ask three <laughs> beliefs that our guests have. But today, you know, since it's been the three of us, so um, I would like to get one belief from Scott, one belief from you, and one belief from myself. Hmm. In terms of what has been the most valuable thing, the one most valuable thing that you would like to share with the audience that they can take away today? Okay. Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, um, ever since I was young, um, building a good and lasting um, relationship is always my belief in a way. Because I feel that um, in your life, you know, like what I mentioned um, before, it's like a journey, you know, and every stage of your life, you will meet a certain friend or a certain kind of people, you know, and those people are, you know, they could come in your life and build a, a, and, and teach you something or they could just come in your life and just leave, you know, in a way. But in a day, um, it's about building that connection, you know. If you can, if you can have like a connection with a with friend 
and um, you feel that friend is like very very connected with you in a way in more of like a not not on a physical way in more of like a mindset way you know you guys can you know push push um, e- um each other to the next um level um as well you know for uh, for example like when I met um Arvin you know um uh, back then I think I I don't know a lot of stuff about you know how to control myself in a way how do I push myself to go uh, forward and all that so Arvin taught me those kind of um, values as well you know so I think. Connection is important in, in life, um, no matter whatever you do, you know, um, work or could it be anything, you know, I think our connection um, takes you far as well in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So connections, very, very important. So, uh, similar to what Jalil Rashid shared as well, mm. building really meaningful connections uh, is something that, you know, hopefully we all start doing. Arvin? No, me. Uh, you first. Uh. Which Arvin? This Arvin. By the way, those who have not watched <laughs> the journey, this is Arvin. Is our we? Yeah, his name starts with W. Yeah. Mine V. V comes before W, right? V W X Y Z. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, so I think for me, um, the most important thing that I have, uh, I would like to share, is contemplation. I think that's very important. Um, every day before I sleep, um, I will always have my. I think like what he said. Right? I have my planner and stuff, but I will always review what I did during that day. And when I review the number one question I ask is, how can I be better tomorrow? Um, for me, the most important thing in my life is to achieve my full potential. Not to, not to be better than anyone else, is to achieve my full potential. So to do that, I need to continuously improve every day. So by writing this down, right? Let's say, for example, um, how did I perform uh, an interview? Let's say, because I, I, I'm a recruiter, right? So how did I interview this candidate today? And if let's say my interview didn't go so well, I will review it. I will write it down. Why didn't it go so well? How can I improve tomorrow? And if tomorrow I just improve by 1% and if I continuously do it throughout the whole year, I would have improved 300% over the course of the year. And that is just the power of, you know, incremental progress. And it can only happen through reflecting every single day, you know, seeing what you do and asking yourself the question of how can I be better tomorrow? Mm. Finally, yeah. Arvin, with the W. Oh, <laughs> I thought it's that. Don't be an impulsive by everybody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I think my... Um, it's, it's not an advice. It's just a reminder to me and to everyone watching. Uh, it's never too late to change. Mm. Nobody's born bad. Mm. If you... Uh, have done a mistake today, if you have said something wrong to someone today, if you have reacted um, negatively towards uh, a situation or a person today, just know that you can always change. There's always space for improvisation. You are never, never, never um, who you think you are because the potential or the capability of being more than what we think we are is vast. It's just, you, it's infinite. There is no barriers. There is no um, end point. You can always do as much as you can. So my reminder to myself and all of you is if you feel like um, you are not well, if, you're, if, you, if you feel you're not doing good enough, if you, if you feel like you're not um, acting rightly, if you feel like you've hurt, offended anyone, always know that the simplest solution is always to forgive and to allow yourself to be forgiven by you. So yes. forgiveness has to come from yourself to yourself. 
focus more on you, less on the outside. Because when you have um, achieved stability inside, anything that seems unstable on the outside immediately becomes stable to your eyes. Mm. Because you've already known the technique, I would say. So mm. just remind yourself that you can change anytime you want. And it's never, never, never too late. Never Age too late. is just a factor. Never too late. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Arvind. Yep. Uh, what a what a session. Um, real thank pleasure you. to have you here today. Thank you. Yep. Um, and hopefully we can you know we can have another session where we can go a bit more deeper when we have all progressed in different ways. Oh, yeah, we yeah. can all come together and and talk again. But yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Arvind. And thanks, thank, guys. Thanks, thanks everyone for tuning in. Hopefully you know you guys found value in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will be posting more and more um, valuable content in the future. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. <laughs> Bye, yo. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, then make sure to share it so that we can reach and inspire as many people as possible. If you're here for the first time, then welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the journey and take a look at some of the amazing contents we have with some of the biggest names here in Malaysia. 